0: withdraw, talk,
1: trauma, sex, dad, affirmations,
0: isolation,
1: fatigue, harm, huh. Overwhelmed. anxiety, stress, emotions, support, insomnia, addiction, issues, suicide, scared, grief, nervous, concerns, depression, panic, resources, fear,
0: rational,
1: well-being, Access, tension, irrational, process, anxious, abuse, relax, abandon, agitation, awareness, relationships, irritable, negative,
0: access,
1: thoughts, self. Mental Mental health. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Get to Tea with Nicholas Counselors. This is your counselor, Arbor's Coordinator, Eleanor Vicks.
2: This is your counselor and acting internship coordinator, Kristen Dupree,
0: and your ten-month counselor, Ivana Pope.
1: So, last month for Women's History Month, we conducted an unmasking series for our Get to T Winikos Counselors podcast, which focused on empowering women. Our future guest speakers addressed their career success, the impact of their challenges, and the many roles they played as women. On today's podcast, our viewers will hear us reflect on the unmasking series giving our raw thoughts and opinions of what we gain from our guest speakers and our empowering conversations. I do not know about our viewers and what they gain, but I gather so much vital information from all of our guest speakers with being just so vulnerable with us about their personal and professional journey. And especially when they gave their own opinions of what success looks like to them and the ways they practice self-care. All of our guest speakers had so much vital information to discuss with us throughout these unmasking series. And for many, these conversations were very influential and powerful. Our guest speaker, Dr. Kia, spoke with so much positive energy and confidence. And I admired just how true and authentic she was about being unapologetically Black, as well as whenever she talked about having a sponsor and that support system, whether it's your friends, your family, or your co-workers, just people in general. Dr. Kid talked about a lot of different things, which I thought was true to women in general, but she especially geared a lot of information towards the black working woman.
2: That was one thing that I really appreciated that in all of our speakers, they all came from such a genuine place and they were really willing to be vulnerable with us in this space and just talk about some of those really difficult challenges and things that they'd faced in their early years and more recent years and how they, they persevered through those really difficult times. And just once again, going back to that word of being genuine and being vulnerable in this space and them sharing that with us, because that can be so difficult at times.
0: Yeah, and not only being genuine, but showing us what it's like to have that balance. You know, the counseling field is made up of predominantly women. And a lot of us have families, relationships, other responsibilities, and we're powerful. But one thing that I got from Katrina is that just because you can do it all doesn't mean you always should do it all. Balance, use your resources. And with Amy too. You can't be an expert in everything. Do your best. Do the best that you can. And mm-hmm. AJ really stressed the importance of mental health and creativity. Dr. marquia really talked about support systems. And I appreciate that, talking about how her support systems have helped her through her journey. So when considering balance, I think even our speakers showed the right amount of balance that a woman should have in their fields or in their life.
2: Yeah, all of our guests really hit on like how they had these different supports, be it in their like professional career, um, or be it like family and friends, like all those support systems. And uh, Dr. Marquia really hit on the importance of having like mentors and advocates. And I think the word she specifically used, you said, was sponsor. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Having those people who will advocate for us on a professional level, so that we can continue to to rise up and and take our seat at the table and continue to have our voices heard.
1: I liked how all of them touched on self-care. Some of the speakers made pause and think about what do they do for self-care and how important it is. And everybody had their own thing that they did that kind of helped them to give them the energy to be their full potential self. So I look to that like just allowing a lot of our college students, our uh, viewers to be able to hear how they practice self-care and how important it is for everyone to practice self-care and how it can help you to be able to function on a daily basis. Mm
2: -hmm. I think about how we've had conversations of self-care up here, not only with our clients, but with each other as professionals and how um, in order for us to continue to do the work, and that can be us as counselors, as professors, as you know, whatever you are the different hats that you wear, because like Ivana said, we all have these different hats that we tend to wear. Is like self-care is making sure that we can wear each of those hats to the best of our ability. Because when we're not taking care of ourselves and not engaging in that self-care, like we're trying to pour from an empty cup. And all that does is just make you really, really exhausted.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And when we consider just the resilience of women, you know, the things that women go through in society and have to show up it's really important that we acknowledge how that can affect our mental health and how that could affect our emotional well-being and our contributions i always say you know a phone is eventually going to die yeah you got to recharge it and we love our phones we love our women but we have to recharge sometimes we need to take that break and really focus on ourselves Mm
2: -hmm. because if you're not taking care of yourself. You're not going to be able to take care of the other people around you. And as women, oftentimes that does fall to us. That Mm -hmm. is our role. We're seen as the caregiver. And that can be to our families, to our partners, to our children, to our students. Absolutely. Um, But we take on that caregiver role because it's just the role that we've Aligned with for so yeah, long. So
1: natural, yeah, natural. I found it interesting when our guest speakers spoke about like finding balance. So like Dr. Hollander, she really discussed an, uh, and uh a good bit details about finding balance and trying to compartmentalize during the pandemic. And for me, I feel like I could really, really relate to Dr. Hollander's situation with just working from home and being home with the kids. Uh, Because for me, I found that this was like very, very challenging. And then trying to just get back on track and readjust, uh, getting back to whatever the norm is for us.
0: Yeah, you know, when we look at the history of women and all that we've been through, all that we weren't allowed to do. And now that we, you know, I want to be fair and say that we don't have equal treatment, but we do have more opportunities There are things that we take on and don't realize how much that can be in conjunction with all of the other roles that we play. Mm
1: -hmm. We're not just
0: caregivers. We're people breaking the glass ceilings. We're the Mm -hmm. managers. We're the CEOs. We're, Mm -hmm. you know, the we're the ones who make the change, too. Um, So this is another responsibility that we have, which also requires more self-care more recharging. absolutely and
2: also you know for you know for some women breaking those glass ceilings like that's the thing that they're striving for that's their most important thing but also for the women who choose to be the full-time stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. you're wearing just as many hats because you're wearing the hat of chef you're wearing the hat of personal housekeeper mom like all these other hats too and so it's like even when we Don't think about it. We're wearing far more hats than we even realize,
1: and then more than we used to.
2: Mm. (laughs) Yeah, every every woman needs their own hat rack just for all the hats that
0: we wear. Absolutely, you bring up a good point to the moms in the home. You know, Mm -hmm. really taking being that teacher, being that motivator, being that person for everyone, and it's in house. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's multiple roles within the home, multiple roles outside of the home. You're bringing them to baseball, you're sharing them on. It's a mm-hmm. lot that comes with that.
2: Yeah, and going back to the pandemic, it's like that when when you were talking about that, I was just like, yeah, and there's no escape because you're no. like <laughs> during yeah. the pandemic, there was no escape. No no. You were stuck in the home with your children. And as a mom myself of a young young child mm-hmm. being trapped at home, With that child and having to do all the roles suddenly from home, there was no escape. Yeah, Yeah. that's
1: true. I think that you know I love my kids to death, but I was just so happy to come back to my office space (laughs) just for a little. I felt like that it gave me a little normalcy because I know how important it is for us to set firm boundaries, whether it's personal or professional boundaries. And most of us were like sent to work from home and just love to figure out how to adjust to the change that was made so quickly. And then try not to blur those lines of boundaries between work and home life. But with working from home during the pandemic, many of us kind of was forced to gird those lines of boundaries with our everyday roles. And we are still trying to uh, recover and readjust to whatever the norm is for us.
2: Absolutely. Boundaries was a big thing for me too. Needing. I, I remember asking uh, our boss every week, have, have you found out when we're coming back to the office yet? Have you found out when we're coming back to the office yet? Because needing that boundary was a form of self-care for me. Mm-hmm. It was how I was easily able to distinguish those hats.
0: Mm-hmm. When I'm
2: here, this is when I'm mm-hmm. versus now I'm everything in the same place at the same time.
0: Ah. Yeah. I think the, a lot of the guest speakers really touched on that mm-hmm. compartmentalizing mm-hmm. and how important that is. So to bring up that point in, OK, in the pandemic, we lost a lot of that, you know, um, you're in your environment. And as counselors, I can imagine that was hard. It was hard for me, just that transition and knowing, OK, yeah, I'm in my office at home, where the kitchen is right next to me with all of my favorite snacks and <laughs> I'm, I'm trying you know to be present so really that transition it was an adjustment for us,
1: yeah and then you know you got the pandemic happening and it's amongst so many other tragic things that mm-hmm. happened as mm-hmm. well that kind of added to any other stressors and so just that whole year kind of just didn't fly by it felt like it Prolonged itself. And then we were just looking so much for some type of normalcy. So even when we got back into the office, even when we still were trying to readjust, I mean, we can hit with hurricanes and just so much more. And then Happy New Year's, it's going to be a little bit different. And mm-hmm. <laughs> things just kind of kept going. But, you know, mm-hmm. we're here to say that as women in general, we do wear many hats. Yes. We have to try to be transparent and find that balance. We have to practice self-care and try to put ourselves first. And sometimes we have that guilt of putting ourselves first. But it's really important that you don't be so hard on yourself and just look forward to taking a time out, whether it's 30 minutes or 10 minutes a day, whatever whatever it is, that you include some me time for yourself and and know that you're a human and that, you know, not everyone can do everything. You know, when we're. Mm-hmm. I, I like the, the term superwoman, but I mean, like, I define it how I define it. Because for me, being a superwoman is putting myself first and making sure that my mental and physical health and this overall health uh, is taken care of so I can be my full potential self and can help others.
2: Yeah, but when you think about it, like, in the terms of, like, superwoman, wonder woman, like, they have these superhero identities, but mm-hmm. they, at the end of the day, they still came home. And like Wonder Woman, for example, like she still came home and she was still Diana. Yeah. She still had to take care of Diana. She still had to eat. She still had to sleep. She still had to take care of who she was as a person. She Absolutely. may have been super, but super doesn't neglect all that we are as human beings. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and I think sometimes we don't even think about all that we are because a lot of the women we talk to here, they, they're women. they, um, have families, But you know, I remember being a student and a single person, you know, and when I got to my dorm, I had to feed myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to go to sleep and not study till 3 a.m. One time I legit missed the final because I overslept. I would have so much anxiety. (laughs) I was running around campus and I had my pajamas on and I stopped somebody and asked them for the time because I didn't have my cell phone I woke up I was like it's too light outside I I missed it came in there crying and my professor was so gracious I really wish I remembered her name to let me take it but you know it's don't minimize your experience either yes Mm -hmm. just because you may not be a mom yet or Mm -hmm. you know you may not have the responsibility of another woman on side of you you still wear a lot of Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. I had to do that too, like in undergrad. Like I had to figure out that balance. I was like, oh no, I can't, I can't do school work every day and work. It's just too much going on. I gotta figure mm-hmm. out a balance. So for me, I decided that you know Monday through Friday, stopped at five o'clock. I was gonna focus on school work and whenever I had to work part-time, I would do that. But on the weekend, that was my time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to focus on school at all unless I had a major test. And then I still would kind of balance that out because it had became to a point where I was either overwhelmed or I experienced a burnout. And, and I realized that I wasn't taking care of myself, not eating healthy, not sleeping healthy, completely just unhealthy, you know, eating a full pan of baked cookies, drinking Dr. Pepper so I could stay up Mm -hmm. (laughs) doing all those things. But I found out that doing it that way really helped me to be able to focus better, to be able to function better just overall. Yeah. And,
2: as somebody who has ADHD that which came with its own set of struggles i had to you know i could see my friends oh they could study like this and they could do this and that would work for them and i would try that and i was like why isn't it working for me and it's because with ADHD my brain just does things a little differently and so i had to find how differently worked for me and it took me some time you know those those first few years of college they were rough um but i got through it and once I figured out what worked for me, I was able to tweak it and modify it based on the class, based on the semester I was going through. And, you know, I think back on those those days when it was just me, you know, you think about, you know, you, you mentioned being um, single, Ivana, back in like the early days of college. And I think back on those days and I'm like, I wouldn't be the woman I am now if I didn't have those experiences. Yeah. And I think that's something that all of us need to to stop and realize is that we see these women who have like achieved these great things and who are so successful and we see them where they're at now, but we didn't see their struggle years. We didn't see them when they were driving the struggle bus, eating ramen out of a cup. Um, (laughs) uh, And so being able to have those conversations about our struggle Mm -hmm. years and being able to say, yeah, it was hard, but I got
0: here. The steps that it takes. Mm -hmm to get where you need to be. The many, 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 many steps. I yep. <laughs> guess.
1: So to all of our viewers, I hope that the Unmasking Series was able to help you to gain something from it. And also our reflection today, just about our own experience and uh, what we gained from the Unmasking Series. Uh, if you are listening to this, please let us know what you gained from the Unmasking Series, your opinions, your, your reflections on the Unmasking series. Before we end this podcast, I just wanna let you know that April marks the 20th anniversary for Sexual Assault Awareness Month.
0: Yeah, thank y'all for listening to us. We mm-hmm. really appreciate it. Share with your friends, share, share with your family. I think that it would be beneficial mm-hmm. for people to hear things better on these podcasts.
2: And always remember to engage in self-care, prioritize you.
1: My viewers, please do not forget to like, share, and follow our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Nichols UCC. Again, we'll be conducting a drawing for those who like, share, and follow our social media platforms, as well as share our podcast to win one of our awesome swag bags. Once you have completed the previous instructions, just comment done under any of our social media posts, and your name will be placed in a drawing to win our swag bag for a little disclosure these podcast series and information provided is not meant to be used in the place of counseling and if you or anyone you may know are thinking about harming themselves please use the information provided above the podcast link thanks for tuning in to hashtag get the please have a lovely day